Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Teen Whisper Show, a podcast for podcasters. This podcast will teach you about content creation, marketing, guest collaboration, and how you can build a full-on business through podcasting. Now, let's go to our host, Jeffrey Bukathy. Hey, Mr. James, welcome to the show. It really means a lot that you're right now and you're a big shot guy and I'm really happy that I could get you on the show here to talk about podcasting and everything. So please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career so far. All right. Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, I think this might be my first podcast of 2021, you know, so that's, uh, that's wow. exciting. Um, so yeah, just to kind of introduce myself then briefly, my name's James Mulvaney. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been involved in sort of online broadcasting in one form or another for about 15 years now. Uh, started out when I was really young. Uh, initially, when I was uh, sort of 16, 17, I was going to go into the radio industry. Um, and I've, I've run various companies in the kind of the broadcasting space. And obviously, more recently, we've kind of uh, taken up a, a role in, in the podcasting industry too. Uh, which is very exciting. Obviously, it's a very fast-moving industry at the moment, growing a huge area of growth. Um, and you know, we have two different businesses in the podcasting world. One is Podcast.co, which is a hosting platform for podcasts. So that uh, will allow you to sort of create a new show, upload it to um, you know the distribution outlets, Spotify, iTunes, etc. And then we also have a platform called Matchmaker.fm, which is uh, a platform to connect guests with podcasters. Wow, that's really a long list of things that you have been doing all over your life. That's that's really awesome. So just curious to know, like you have been on your uh, interest on radio and you're jumping onto the podcasting platform. I'm sure mm. this question has been asked a ton of times, but what difference do you actually see? Uh, do you think radio sometime may go out as a competitor when it comes to podcast? Any take on that? Yeah, this is a question I get asked a lot. I kind of, I love both. I love podcasts and I love radio. Um, you know, I think radio is one of these these mediums. Obviously, it's very, very old, about 100 years old now, you know, uh, maybe even older than 100 years. And it's, it's. I think it's here to stay. You know, I think there's, there's a clear difference between when people listen to the radio and when people listen to podcasts. Um, yeah. One of the things we've noticed this year or sort of last year actually uh, during lockdown especially there's been a big increase in in the amount of demand for listeners tuning into to our clients radio station so i think that was really interesting because you think oh yeah radio maybe is an old-fashioned medium mm. but i think there's this this sort of satisfaction of knowing that there is someone especially with live radio you know there's it's knowing that there's someone who's on the other end of the line they're there in real time with you so there's that kind of real personal connection I think listeners have with with radio. Podcasts, on the other hand, I think people are turning to them more and more to learn uh, skills and also to kind of get information. So and also entertainment as well. You know, comedy is one of the, the top categories. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a place for radio moving forward. But also, I think podcasting has um, certainly carved its way in kind of like as, a, as another form of mainstream media that perhaps it wasn't, say, five years ago. Um, nowadays, like most people are listening to podcasts, they've become a lot more popular with the mainstream, you know, versus, you know, five, 10 years ago, it was very much a, a medium, I think it was reserved for enthusiasts. Exactly. And, you know, when you said that it's actually coming as a new uh, learning platform, like people are launching even courses there by you yeah. know, getting them paid and having them subscriptions. So let's just talk more on the podcast.co that you are actually doing right now, because uh, now I don't want to talk about like, uh, what is podcast.co i'm really sorry because i know clearly that people who are going to check it check it out uh they will know the pricing they will know everything and stuff yeah but 
I just want to know if someone is going to start a podcast hosting platform, hmm. what would you tell them? So you're literally raising a competitor right now. If someone's listening to this and they want to start their own hosting platforms for other podcasters. Yeah. What would you tell them like how to do it? Well, I mean, obviously um, I would say uh, for one, it's, it's, it's quite a saturated market now. Like we, we were quite late to the market. We launched podcast.co in summer 2018 and we started sort of work on it in 2017 and i kind of wish we'd launched maybe like six months to a year before we did um there's obviously a lot of competition so um you know but at the same time it's it's a it's a growing industry you know there's lots of demand for people who are looking to create new podcasts um and of course you know it's one of these things we we've, we've built a platform before which hosts radio stations uh, so we decided to to kind of make that transition into the podcasting world. Um, if someone's creating a, a new new platform today, I think maybe look at like how things are moving forward. Like, so I think the idea of podcasting is like starting to shift. So, for example, Twitter have just announced uh, something called Twitter Spaces, which is kind of like an audio wave, a two way form of communication. Was like a walkie talkie feature built into Twitter. It'd be very interesting, I think, to see how that pans out. I think one of the, the the podcasting is a great medium, but there's there's clearly some flaws with how it's how it's designed because it's you know the the format was invented a very long time ago, like 15 years ago. So, for example, being able to comment on podcasts is not a feature, right? You know, you can't do that. No one's yet invented a way of <coughs> excuse me being able to kind of allow that kind of two way communication between the listener and the host. Um, apart from you know, perhaps you have like an email address people can contact you on. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the audio space transforms over the next couple of years. Because obviously, you know, companies like Amazon, um, Spotify, uh, Twitter, you know, they're all starting to take adv- take a sort of notice of the audio as a as a format. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite an exciting space to be in. I think at the moment. Wow. I guess I guess people like most of the times they really mention like when they're starting out instead of looking at the things that other people aren't actually doing it they just mm-hmm. want to make sure the pricings are having as the best so like you know when when I actually looked at uh, your podcasting you know the podcast.co uh, pricings and everything I was wondering there's a free platform that you yeah. can actually host your podcast on uh-huh. why would someone actually go for a paid one well quite often it's customer support you know um generally speaking if you're on free platform the support's pretty pretty poor if not uh, unexistent um people want something that's kind of white label effectively um you know and also features and functionality you know will vary from platform to platform one of the things we've sort of transitioned we're shifting away from um more uh, to more towards networks so we're we're sort of starting to to kind of realize where our our niche is with podcast.co to start off with, we were like going after people who are looking to start podcasts. And also we built in this kind of network functionality. So um, more recently, we've introduced like private podcasting. Uh, so we're in a, we've signed some big, uh, pretty big corporate clients who are actually using the platform for like creating internal podcasts. So um, those podcasts aren't, aren't necessarily available on, on sort of say Spotify or iTunes, but they might be for, you know, a big company who has, you know, a thousand employees all around the globe. Uh, and they want to push out, you know, content to those people. Podcasting is a great way to do it. It's more engaging than written content. So we're seeing more and more clients like that sign up. Also networks. So people who have got multiple podcasts that are operating underneath one umbrella. Our platform has been designed and lends its, it lends itself very well to that type of customer. So 
you know, it's all about sort of finding a niche. Um, and obviously those kinds of clients are kind of willing to pay for it, right? So they're not looking for a free service because they want a premium level of service and customer support, account management, and also the features and functionality that some of the free platforms don't have. Yeah. So probably the, your target market is entirely different when it comes to like, you don't want someone who's just starting out, want to pay uh, $20 or $30 per month in order mm. to get started into your podcast. If I'm being well, right. yeah, I mean, we, we kind of, we do cater for that audience. Um, but, you know, as I say, the company's kind of coming up to sort of two years old now. And over the last couple of years, we've sort of, you know, we've, we've, we've changed the platform. We've, we've kind of learned, I think, where we're kind of moving forward, who the sort of target audience we're going to be targeting, the sort of clients that are sort of we're attracting now is probably very different to when we first launched and the strategy, you know, you, you, I think when you, you launch a software company, you need to be reactive. So sometimes when you launch, you know, you think, okay, these are going to be our customers two years down the line, your customers look, might look completely different. So you need to make sure that you're, you know, aware of the sort of customers you're, you're signing up, which customers are making you the most money, um, which customers you kind of want to deal with. And also how can you stand out in the marketplace? Um, Cause as you mentioned at the beginning, or, or as I mentioned before, you know, there's, there's lots of podcast hosting companies. So how can we be different to everyone else? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, the point that you said, like, you know, it's kind of like shifts from their customer target audience, like every single time, whenever you're, you know, introducing a new product or something like that, because uh, I've been like doing something called the repurposing of the content, like how podcasters can effectively repurpose and mm. other content that I've been doing to some people. And while starting, I didn't actually know that repurposing just meant that uh, the micro content creation table, which is uh, created by Gary Vee, it wasn't just that. There are like tons of ways that you can like shift your entire content into a LinkedIn post or, you know, a Twitter story. So I can clearly understand like, but do you think it's good? Like people pivoting every single time, uh, you know, when a new product is launched, uh, do you think it's good that, you know, the companies are shifting their ideas and uh, thoughts every single time when a new stuff is launched? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, you know, starting a internet company was probably much easier, like if you go back 10 years, um, certainly there's more and more, there's more and more platforms coming to market, not just in podcasting, but in pretty much every, every vertical that you can imagine. There's kind of, there's quite a few, I suppose, industries that are like undisrupted now by software as a service style businesses. So I think you've always got to be, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, I've got three different platforms at the moment I'm running, you know, and there's only so much mental bandwidth you can have. So for, for me at the moment, three is probably about my limit. I don't think I could, I could consider at the, the, the moment having like a fourth venture. Um, but, you know, I think as an entrepreneur also, you've got to look at, at how you can adapt and, and change as market conditions change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, mm. to the point, uh, just a curious question that uh, I just want to ask out of the box is that I can see that behind you, you have this quote called love goes a long way. Yeah. Any particular reason, like <laughs> what's, um, why you're attracted to it? <laughs> So sorry for the interruption. I'd just like you to know that if you're a brand or an individual who requires micro content creation services or you want someone to repurpose your content in an effective way, then Jeffrey's here to help you. Now enjoy the rest of your episode. I don't know. I just thought it was quite nice. I got that when I was in New York, uh, like last, no, summer before last, mm-hmm. uh, Converse you know, the Converse, the shoe brand. 
that's where I got it from. They were handing them out for free. So I thought there's a cool poster. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's kind of just ended up in a frame. And uh, well, I had it like, uh, I had it just as it was like a rolled up poster. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, I'm going to frame this because I think it was a quite a nice little quote, really. I didn't come up with it myself, but I think it's pretty good uh, motto to live your life by. Wow. Uh- is so it like you are the author of it can i create a post saying that you know love goes a long way uh, underscore like can i create a quote out of that if that's possible yeah, of course why not i mean as i say converse the ones that came up with that so uh, credits to them but uh, yeah why not <laughs> awesome awesome so let's just talk a more on this matchmaker.fm that you are mm. actually creating right now now um this is something that i actually thought there are tons of booking agents out there there are tons of booking agents who are working under the podcasters uh, you know getting booked them on the people shows so for example if i am saying uh, you must have heard this jeff bulas shows this guy's show you probably must have heard him or you know maybe some uh, gary v show let's say even his mm-hmm. show is hosted on yourmatchmaker.fm mm-hmm. so if some people are pitching uh, you know their names and everything to the podcast so that means you don't need a booking agent you probably don't need one you just need a script probably maybe Yeah. So I mean, the idea of matchmaker is it's really it's meant to be more like a community. So there are booking agents and um you know there are lots of PR companies out there who say we'll we'll advertise to entrepreneurs and say you know we'll get you booked onto you know 10 podcasts every month or whatever it might be. And um you know the entrepreneur will pay them the fee. The problem with that is I think a lot of the time the PR companies are just like they're just they're coming up with the same script the same story for each podcast they're pitching the idea of matchmaker and what we try and encourage people to do is be really specific with number one the sorts of podcasts they want to appear on so you know it, it might just be if i like for example me i'm an entrepreneur when i appear as a guest on podcasts i will generally speak about either my journey as an entrepreneur um i might sometimes talk about marketing um growing companies that kind of thing um also obviously you know stuff relating to podcasting like we're doing today chatting about podcasting and and the the businesses that are run in that area what i think about the market situation etc um so each time i approach a podcast and so obviously sometimes you get approached by podcasters like in, with you jeffrey obviously you came to me and said you wanted to be on the show i said yeah brilliant but then sometimes i'll reach out to shows and i'll i'll always try and be really specific so if i if i think a show would be a good match um i'll say to the that show you know hi you know my name is James obviously I'd like to be on a show here's what I think I could talk about which might be of interest to your audience so that's really I think what we try and encourage people to do on matchmaker and I think from from my sort of experience and and observing how this community's grown over the past sort of year um and it's coming up to a year since we launched it was february last year end of february uh it's people who are more personable people who kind of will tailor their pitch to each podcast seem to get better results versus just having like a one size fits all solution which a lot of these pr or booking agents mm. seem to do but i think booking agents are also there in matchmaker.fm if i'm being correct probably yeah uh, yeah because you know i actually to be honest uh, i actually wanted to start something off like that the booking agent stuff and yeah. i had some of my uh, you know teammate and i told her that go to matchmaker.fm book me on some other podcast by creating guest profile so yeah. it's like i tried okay let's have a booking agent in the booking software itself but so it did work it did work for to some extent but i guess um what would you say that you are like you said you were actually more of community when it comes to matchmaker.fm mm-hmm. uh you have more than 15000 people that are actually going on right now 6000 shows that's totally awesome but what would you say that 
differentiates other than being a community what would you say that differentiates from that pr agents well i mean as i say uh i think just the 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 breadth of, of people we've got on there now you know there's um as you mentioned just before we've just hit we just hit 18000 members actually and it's incredible because that you know it doesn't feel like that long ago since we hit hit 10000 members i think it was like september or october like at the end of last year when we hit 10000 and then we seem to go from 10 to 15000 in like a couple of months and now we've we've you know just over over like the christmas period we seem to have gone to like 15 to 18 so we'll be at 20 probably by the end of um by the end of january i imagine we'll hit 20 20k maybe even before then so it's it's growing at a really you know a huge rate um i think the the reason that we've been successful is because like if you remember twitter first launched back in the day and there was loads of people who create profiles and the profiles were just completely blank they used to have little eggs as their their icons well with matchmaker you can't actually create a profile okay some profiles are completed better than others but ultimately you've got to make sure you fill out details about yourself you upload an image before your profile can be seen by others so we've decided we decided when we launched we wanted to create a, a community of, of quality um guests and also podcasts so i think because people have to actually fill out the profile with some detail before they can actually go live that's encouraged um you know the the platform to sort of flourish because that's ultimately what it's about like if people aren't making valuable connections on the platform then we're failing as a platform that's the purpose of matchmaker you know so um there's lots of things we we're planning this year to kind of bring its life even more you know fundamentally the the product is very similar to when it first launched we've added some bits and bobs along the way over the next few months we've got quite a lot planned on our roadmap because um we we kind of conscious that you know there are other platforms springing up which are competition i think you know you can't become too complacent so it's about not we've we've built this big community now uh, or reasonable size community and you know it's continuing to grow now the next stage is like what value can we add how can we make the platform even better so that's kind of the, our mission for the first sort of quarter a couple of quarters of this year great 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 and you know i have to thank you for that as well because uh, i actually signed up on matchmaker.fm and uh, all after 2 to 3 days i would say i actually got an invite that people you know someone invited me on their podcast to talk yeah. about uh, you know podcasting and uh, and you know when we had a call he said that you know uh, wow i can't believe you actually accepted the call i didn't know that you are going to reply me back i was like dude i'm not that much of a big guy <laughs> but still uh, it's really uh, great that you actually contacted me and it really felt good because i mean like who doesn't want to be on a spotlight to talk about some stuff yeah so and i think you've yeah. touched upon something really valuable there as well like it's about if you're if you run your own podcast being guest on other people's podcasts is a great way to promote your own show you know a lot of podcasters don't bother doing that they have their own show and they just you know you never see them on other shows so i think it's kind of like um it's a good thing to have that sort of two-way relationship you know if you're got a show get some guests on your show because you know again one of the benefits is you just meet so many interesting people that you otherwise probably wouldn't get the opportunity to speak to um but also then if you're if you're a guest on other people's shows you can kind of relay the value that you've got to their audiences and expose yourself uh to to a much wider audience a, a group of people who probably weren't otherwise aware of you exactly exactly and i think i think that's actually got me a pretty good uh, little bit of more audience i would say mm. i really got much of listens from that point of view as well so yeah. 
that's really a good point so just two to three things i just want to touch up on comes to the uh, guest and other stuff is that so first thing is um what are your thoughts on the rise of the podcast in third world third world countries like something that's you know philippines or mm. you know some place where uh, technology is not at really high but it's rising what's your thoughts on how would podcast be rising in there i think um podcast is more of a lo-fi medium than video so generally mm. speaking you know if you if you perhaps look at um um developing countries and and their availability of bandwidth or you know mobile data that's not yeah. as prominent as perhaps you know in sort of uh, developed countries so you know obviously maybe they don't have access to like 4G or 5 5G they might only have 3G bandwidth mm. now you you can if you think about podcasts you can stream a podcast at much lower bit rate than you can stream video so it's probably more accessible um there are also other interesting things that i've heard of so like um for example we've 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 kind of spoken to companies in the past we can actually like dial in and listen to radio stations via a telephone line um mm. again i think that's something that you could probably do with podcasts i think there's probably services out there which will offer that as well yeah. um so yeah i think in, in, and again it's podcasting is a great way to potentially met to, to reach far and wide isn't it so if you mm-hmm. are in a remote community um you can always uh, perhaps you know someone's got someone's got a phone with with kind of 3g capability you know why not plug that phone in and, and kind of and broadcast your message to everyone you know so so people can tune in and i think it, the internet's just the the perfect medium to kind of to, to, to reach everyone in, across the globe really yeah and you know actually most in developing countries even like you know in india or you know in some of the asian countries even actually the problem is that uh people actually don't get the idea of podcasting so like, you know even i am doing podcasting i'm in a remote right. area not, not like entire remote area it's a, it's a good city uh, and everything near it's near a metro city mm. but when i said the podcasting word it's like what is podcasting why right. should we listen to a podcast i mean like yeah. what's the point it's like radio and all the social so Uh, any 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 tips that you want to tell someone like you know when someone asks me like what is a podcasting why actually should we listen in short because i can't sit and explain that the podcast i'm running a show for <laughs> podcasters so it's like this and it's like this i can't yeah. speak a lot they would think me i'm crazy any any tips that you want to give like how to explain to those people uh i think it's easy to just describe it like like a radio show that you can download you know or you can you can listen to a radio show on demand i think that's kind of the easiest way to to display or just say it's like a recording of a conversation you know that's that's all that podcasts are most of the time anyway um it's just a conversation between two people that's been recorded so uh that's that's probably the way i'd explain it you know i think it's one of these things that's like it's interesting because my 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 parents are not particularly technical right they're a bit older and they don't really use the internet much they don't really have smartphones um but then my mum emailed me last year and was like saying that she was listening to podcasts i was like wow that's interesting so i think it's kind of interesting because certainly here in the uk as i mentioned before it's become like if you went up to someone five years ago like on the street and said what's a podcast you might get like 50 of people who say oh yeah i know what it is now i think you probably get like I don't know, 80 or 90%. It's just a guess. I don't know that's if that's statistically true, but I think most people if you went up to someone random on a high street in the UK now would know what a podcast is versus 5 years ago, you know, you'd get some people who would, but I think the people who would would be more like techy people or like a younger generation. So I think it's 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 become a lot more mainstream um and I think as well like certainly over here um if you look at like the big broadcasting houses so like for example the BBC you know they are really pushing podcasts now so they they obviously have a 
an audience that's, that starts at kind of kids and rages right up to people who are, you know, uh, old, age pen- old age pensioners. So across the BBC network, on the radio, on the TV, you're always seeing adverts now for like podcasts that they're producing, which again, you just didn't see even like two years ago. So I think that's kind of helped kind of forge it into the mainstream um, media, certainly here, here in the UK and, and, and I suppose in the States as well. And I think, you know, developing sort of developing countries it will probably go the same way. It's just, it's about educating people as to what the format is, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think it's also the interest that people would like to listen to the audios more. I mean, like radio shows more engaging when, like you said, it's like a live conversation between two mm. people and podcasting is more on, you know, because people, people have this sort of, some people have this men- mindset that, uh, podcast can only be listened while cooking or while running or while yeah. you know in gym rather than it's can be learned you know inactively uh, you can learn as well I, yeah. I guess that I guess that's point also people sometimes uh, tend to miss so in one of your recent videos okay I actually commented that uh, you know having podcasting since career you said that to add it in your CV uh, the podcasting oh, yeah. should be added. Mm. Uh, and also really, I added in my CV as well. Uh, in the, as I have, you know, I have three more shows as well to yes. talk about different stuff uh, regarding, uh, you know, conversations and stuff. So what would you tell that someone who want to pick up a podcasting as a career? Because one tip I always tell them is uh, simple. Mm-hmm. If you can't invest, you know, if you can't take money out of the podcast first with zero investment, don't invest in it. That's what I would suggest at first. So what would be your tips? I think, you know, you t- it, it, interesting, the CV question, that was someone who contacted me on LinkedIn and they said, you know, should I put my podcast on a CV? And I thought that's a really good question because I, I reckon a lot of people who now have podcasts and I think the thing is with, with last year, you know, lots of people started podcasts during lockdown, you know, and, and those kind of, a lot of the people are starting podcasts now aren't necessarily people who would have started a podcast like 10 years ago or five years ago you know, they're learning these new skills. So it's people who, who previously didn't think, oh, I could record and edit audio. You know, that's a, that's a really good skill to have. Um, from a prospective employer's, you know, uh, advantage, if they hire someone who, who got a podcast, it doesn't matter if your podcast is on, I don't know, dogs and cats or something completely random. Like the skills that you learn by creating and editing and uh, producing a podcast, interviewing guests, you know, these are all transferable skills that you can bring into the workplace. Um, so I think, yeah, it's it's a great, even if your podcast doesn't take off and you haven't got millions of people listening to you, it's still just a good thing to put on your CV. Um, and, and again, I think if I, it's going to help you stand out because a lot of employers, especially at the moment, you know, we've got this pandemic going on and there's not that many jobs available there's lots of people who are out of work it's just another way that you can help stand out in in the job world i guess um in terms of starting out a podcast you know i agree with you i think some people go into the the podcasting thing thinking oh i'm gonna get loads of people tuning in straight away like that doesn't happen and unless you're very very lucky or have a lot of marketing budget so you know, you've got to work at it to, to, to make sure that you and be consistent, really. So that's kind of one of the main drivers, I think, between podcasts that, that do well and podcasts that sort of flounder. You know, they, you've got to make sure that you're releasing episodes once a week or once every couple of weeks or whatever it might be and just stick to that schedule. Hmm. Yeah. And I think we can even pitch to the companies while we are working. Like, you know, I can start a podcast for you. Maybe you can check it out, how it goes. And mm. if it works out, maybe you can give me an extra bonus. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You get any conversions. That's the thing, you know, if you can go into a business and, you know, there's still lots of companies out there who haven't thought about podcasting as a way of marketing and reaching their audience or connecting with their customers. If you can bring those skills to, to a business, um, 
the investment from the business's perspective, you know, it doesn't cost a lot of money to really create a podcast. You can basically do it for free. Um, and there's so many different ways that you can launch a podcast as a business to, 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 to sort of generate traffic or to, um, you know, as I say, connect with your existing customer base, or if you're a huge company to connect with your, you know, employees, there's, there's different like modes of operation for, for business podcasts, I think. Well, that, that's really great. And, uh, you know, uh, just I uh, have just uh, one final question before going on to the final segment is that yeah. uh, this is something, uh, okay, this is something that I've actually experienced a lot of ways. And I think people are actually ask me this question, like mm. sometimes when you ask a question to the guest, okay, and yeah. the guest may have like really long answer, like, really <laughs> long. And yeah. sometimes they may go off the script sometimes and it's good like you also mentioned one of the videos it's really uh, great to go off the script sometimes because yeah. it's you know make a conversational way and all the stuff but if it's going more than what you're actually trying to expect and <laughs> you just want to stop it somewhere how yeah. do you effectively intervene the guest and say uh this because i'll have one example i was I, there was this guy called mohit uh, i actually interviewed him it's one of my bonus episodes i do uh, just to you know bring out the people and i asked him one question and he started from single minute, uh, like zero, zero, zero to 59, zero, 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 zero. Wow. Okay. Yes. He has a full answer. Yes. Yeah. One question. Actually, he kind of answered other questions as well. He, he didn't even know what the questions was still. He kind of thought of that questions, I guess, probably magically he started answering and I was like sitting and my, it was totally great. I mean, like my work was, you know, was fully, <laughs> there was no part of me doing a stuff, yeah. but just in case if someone wants to intervene and stop the guest, what would you say? How would you do it effectively? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it just depends on your style. Like some people, you know, I agree. I've been in that situation before where you ask someone a question and they start and they're up talking and talking, and talking, or they go off on too many different tangents. Yeah. You know, so I, I think there's no harm in just kind of saying, Oh, you know, sorry, I'm going to have to just stop you there. Let's, let's move on to the next question. Cause again, remember you can always edit it out. Can't you? You can always yeah. like um, change it. And I think as long as you kind of try try and be polite, not be too, try and keep it conversational, you know? Um, I, I, I don't think there's a, there's a single formula for how do you, how do you <laughs> politely interrupt someone? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's a good question. I think, uh, I think you just, you just got to kind of uh, say, okay, you know, if you look at like, um, probably the best thing to do is look at news reporters. Sometimes mm. they'll, uh, uh, they'll actually just cut an interview off. They'll just say, I'm sorry, really out of time there. We've got to, got to wrap this up. Something like that. Um, and I think generally speaking, if you're a guest, you've got to also respect the podcaster's time and you've got to respect that, you know, this is what we try and teach to, to, to mm. people who are signing up to Matchmaker um, as, a, as a guest. Like, and, and a lot of people are getting into doing podcast interviews. They've not previously experienced this kind of format. You've got to respect that the guest, the host of the podcast is there to ask you questions. So, you know, you've got to sort of, you know, let them ask, ask you those questions mm -hmm. and actually answer them. And then there's no harm in just pausing. Like once you've finished your answer, yeah. just stop talking, you know, <laughs> and, and then, and then wait for them to ask the next question. I think some people kind of are scared to stop talking because they think, yeah. well, I've not said enough or whatever, but actually, you know, once you've finished speaking, you can just, uh, you can just end right now. <laughs> Uh, you know, if it's a video podcast, it's easy now. Nah? Like, you know, you can see the uh, change yeah. of face by the guest. It, it's easy when it comes to doing that. But it's an audio. Okay. It's it's entirely not possible. Like, you can't, you don't know what's the facial expression. You don't know how the person is doing it now at that end. Because, you know, uh, I was, like I said, you know, the guy who approached me on Matchmaker when I was actually appearing as a guest. Uh, for me, I 
really like to do a long answer uh, it's just my i would say <laughs> one of my problems i really like the long answer because the experiences i had is really vast so i like to do a long answer uh, and i can see that you know that's one of the reasons why i always do zoom calls even if it's an audio one uh, mm. you can do this in audio format i don't mind but let's have the video it's easy to see your face to know uh, what wins and what not and like you actually have like in your script saying that uh, we actually go for uh, you know 45 minutes uh, maybe i'm flexible as well you are actually mentioning in your script and not many people would be having a entire script saying that uh, you know how much time i'm available and all that stuff so i guess i guess that's also a good point so anything you want to add according to it uh, you want to add well i think i agree with you i think video is the way forward you know podcasts can be audio and they can be video and i think recording the video is always useful as well just because it's a great way of repurposing like you mentioned before you know taking out the best bits you can easily post that video to social media it's a good way of getting attraction uh, and attention i suppose uh, on on those platforms um but you know even if you even if you are just focusing on the audio like you said there's no harm in having the video switched on not everyone is comfortable in front of the camera and i think some people have kind of come around to the idea more this year because everyone's doing a lot more zoom calls and things so more people are kind of they're not so freaked out that they've got like you know the 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 bedroom in the background or whatever and people are used to seeing it so i think these days it's like it's people are more comfortable being on webcam maybe than like they were before but yeah i think you know i agree with you videos that videos are a good way to go Wow, that's totally great. So, just two more questions. Uh, then we'll end this up. So, it's is it morning or evening there? Uh, uh, it's just... like late. It's late, late afternoon. We're about about half past three now in the afternoon. Okay, so it would be good. So, who was actually? This is a totally out of the box question. I always ask my guest. Um, who was actually the last person that you made smile today? Oh, that's a good question. Um. It was probably uh, I just went out for I went out to get a coffee, so it was the person who served me a coffee. I hope. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, and so also I had a, a Zoom call with my bank manager this morning, so I made him smile too, which is always good. Oh, that's a miracle! Having a banker smile—that's it. That's a bank manager on your side. So, <laughs> oh, well, that's a good tag. <clears throat> Wait. So one last question is, uh, like, what would you actually give as the best tip in the whole world, according to you, uh, to a fellow podcaster in order to grow? But the only disclaimer I'm having you right now is, mm. this shouldn't be on on the internet, <laughs> just if possible. If you have an answer like that, oh, this it should not be on the internet. <laughs> so grow your podcast. Um, well, why not print out like a load of flyers and just go and put them in post boxes? There we go. Huh. Yeah, listen to my how often do you get a flyer through your letterbox which says listen yeah. to this podcast uh if you can make it look really crazy i'm pretty sure you get some listeners just because people would be curious and if that, that doesn't involve the internet at all you know yeah yeah <laughs> wow that that's I, I i think some people might find it creepy that you know new like <laughs> flyers are inside the box I'm if that's possible that. <laughs> i'm gonna try that you know it's like i think if you actually you know especially like imagine if you had a podcast which mm. was, um, you know, showcasing like local, I don't know, showcase, talking to local restaurants and bars or something like that. You know, mm. if you actually went round like a local area and put loads of flyers in post boxes, you'd get listeners, man. It would work. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really great. I, I think I should try it out. Yeah. Mm. I'll let you know. <laughs> See how it goes up. Of course. Uh, so is there anything else you want to ask me? Tables turned? Um, 
I don't know what, 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 there we go. That's same, same question back to you. What would you do if you had to promote your podcast and you weren't using the internet, how would you do it? Wow. <laughs> if whatever answer that I'm going to say right now is probably so little than what your experience is, but I would say, uh, uh, you know, that's just uh, WhatsApp, right? Uh, the messaging platform is WhatsApp exclusively for messaging. Mm. So I would say use that as a tool because obviously everyone in your contact might know you. Sometimes they may click it. It's mm-hmm. highly possible. At least you will get a traction, the number of traffic. You may not get much of listeners. Of course, uh, looking at the funnel, you will get a lot of really small number of people. Mm. But use as much as personalized messaging platforms and personalized way of getting into people. Maybe that's like, if you can send it on Instagram, of course, but obviously there are tons of Instagram messages will be coming on to people uh, asking for like, Hey dear, how are you? And all that stuff will be yes. coming on to the Instagram stuff as well. But WhatsApp is like really personal from person to person having numbers. Hmm. So I think maybe that might raise curiosity, at least in my place. India is a great user of WhatsApp. So maybe that might uh, have a great uh, strategy. I think. Cool. Sounds good. And you could even, do you know what? So I, I've just had another idea. You could even actually take out like a, a clip of your podcast and send it to someone on WhatsApp, mm-hmm. WhatsApp because then they could get like a preview yeah. and then you could say like, click here to listen to the full episode. Perfect. Oh, that's a great one. So guys, you have listened to it and uh, Mr. James, please let us know where we can find you and your amazing uh, hosting platforms and your podcast and everything so that people can know it. Thanks very much for having me, Jeffrey. Uh, yeah. So if you want to find out more, you can head to podcast.co. Uh, you can head to matchmaker.fm if you're interested in booking on guests for your show or you're interested in signing up as a guest. And then finally, if you want to connect with me, all of my um, profile links are on jamesm.com slash connect. That's jamesm.com slash connect. Thanks so much, Mr. James. And guys, I will, of course, leave everything in the description. You can go and check it out. And if you find anything interesting, please let me know so that I can take credit for it. And I will have a quote uh, putting his, the love goes a long way. That's a really nice one. So I'll have to finish the entire episode with that. So thank you so much, Mr. James. Uh, sorry. Thank you so much, Mr. James, for coming on to the show. It really means a lot. And uh, guys, I'll see you in the next episode. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you have any questions about podcasting, then DM JB Ditchley on Instagram or send her a message on LinkedIn at Jeffrey Booker VJ. If you're a brand or individual who requires micro-content creation services, then you can also reach out to Jeffrey as well.